Don't get on the game. Everyone has a unique gift, and Mike and Diana, host of the One Life podcast, believe that most people don't know how to use their gifts or what they are. Mike and Diana want you to see things from a different perspective and be true to yourself. The One Life podcast unites the world through art, fashion, music, and film. It inspires, motivates, and creates positive energy, love, and compassion to all communities and creates an equal playing field for all. On the One Life podcast, they cover topics like building relationships, overcoming adversity, habits of healthy yeah, people, and much, much more. We only have one life to live. Be yourself cool, cool. and live okay, your truth. Podcast to your playlist. That's the number one in e life. Available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, and your favorite podcast platform. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the One Life Podcast. I am Mike MIC Reed, and as always, I got my lovely co-host Diana from Socialholic in the building with us, you guys. And today we have Captain Ron Schaefer from the Los Angeles Sheriff Palmdale Station with us today. Thank you for joining us today. But first, let's check in with Diana with the Socialholic Experience. What's going on in AV? Yes, so I want to give a shout out to Jessica at HT Fitness. She is also the director at uh, the Antelope Valley Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. She has a gym here in the Antelope Valley. It's in Lancaster. She is running a fall savings special. And let me tell you, this boot camp she does, she does it at 5 in the morning, 9 in the morning, and then like in the afternoon. I am dead. Like, I'm so sore today. I've been doing it for two weeks. I'm, I'm, I'm in love. She pushes me, but in a nice, mean way. I don't know how to explain that but you'll get it if you try it. Um, but she is doing a fall savings. It's uh, up from now until the 28th. It's unlimited boot camp core and booty classes for 110 for the entire month. You said core and booty? Core, yeah, boot camp core and booty. So is this a women's class? No, a men go too. For, okay. <laughs> hey, I think men need to work on their ass too. I'm sorry. I don't think men should have flat asses, but. <laughs> that's just my name, perception. Okay. Anyways, so that I really wanted to shout her out because she's doing a special, but it's an amazing class. I'm having a lot of fun. So oh, shout out to Jessica. Yeah, she's Jessica. an incredible person. Um, also, Soul Plaza is having their Happy Halloween annual trick or treat, which is Sunday, October 30th from 12 to 6 p.m. Um, shop if you dare and have a spectacular time is the tagline. <laughs> They're going to have free candy, spooky store deals, uh, scarecrow. Roaming the mall. Oh my gosh. Like like going to like Universal City or something like scary. Oh, oh no, my gosh, like that'd be cool. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up that the Palmdale Water Department is hiring for an executive assistant. So if you're looking for a job, please reach out to them. And last but not least, NARREP AV is having their expo November 2nd from 4 to 8 p.m. Uh, so check out their page if you want to get involved. That's the National, um, I think the Hispanic... Oh my God, real estate uh, professional group. Oh, oh my God, Jackie, don't kill me. I'm sorry, Jackie. Hey, no, shout I'm out. Sorry. Shout out to Jackie, man. <laughs> I was trying to give you guys a national, you know, shout out. National Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. Yes. There we go. There Robert. you are. See? Yeah. That's why we have them. That's why we got the captain here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. It's going to be um, a woman empowerment event, and it's for real estate agents, but obviously everyone's invited. I always go to their events, and I'm an event planner. So just come out, network. We all need to be mm -hmm. there to support, you know, our, our ladies in the market there. Um, but guys are invited too. So. No, you know what? Shout out to Narup and Jack, yes. Jackie, Jacqueline. Um, they're doing an amazing job. They was at the um, 
uh, suicide prevention walk. Yes. Um, her and her husband was there. Captain, that we we talked there. You was right, there. Right. Um, shout out to them. Um, they they're all over. They're doing big things. Right they now. are, and they're they're she's just super amazing, and yeah, I love all the things that I've been doing at NALREP. So um, I try to go and support as much as I can. So. All right. Yes. Yeah, so that was the social holiday experience. <laughs> So this episode is brought to you by Eventually Events, where they create magical moments and take care of every detail so you can enjoy that special time in your life. To book your appointment, hit up Diana at Eventually Events on IG. Also, the Money Market Business Solution, where they help you with your startup assistance. Check them out at moneymarketbusinesssolution.com. All right, you guys. So, again, we got Captain Ron Schaefer here with us. So Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, Palmdale Division. How are you doing today, sir? I'm very well. And thank you, by the way. Thank you for coming. The pleasure is mine. It truly is. This is uh, outreach is a critical component to law enforcement. Most Absolutely. don't understand that. You've got to engage the public. Right. And, uh, you know, community and policing is reaching out into the community and, and talking to them like they're friends, family, and neighbors. It makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't something that, that's depicted on uh, TV shows and movies about law right. enforcement, public safety, and stuff like that. That's right. You're, you're actually right about that. Like, I don't see that. Yeah, and when was the last, you know cop show right uh, about community and policing it's, mm. it's not there yeah a, a creative genius will build one right right and it'll be super successful but it does make a big difference and uh, i've been on the job 32 years mm-hmm. and I, I came to california for the job uh, i'd wanted to come to california i wanted to get into law enforcement and i moved west and didn't look back so where are you originally from uh, military okay so grew mm-hmm. up around the world um uh, exciting life it's it's not for everybody you know just constantly moving even mm-hmm. today i get an itch about every two to four years uh, i gotta pack my bags and move All what right. branch were you uh, my dad my dad was air force okay. okay my daughter's navy there you go she's right now in greece actually she called me yesterday and she's like i'm in crete i'm like oh my god oh. <laughs> she'll be back in norfolk uh, in march so. and see nope. that's that's the great life because of all the children uh uh, two in the Air Force, one in the Navy, one Army. I did Army Reserve. And um, it is a tough life, and not mm-hmm. everybody does adjust well to that, mm-hmm. that moving. So um, I, I like the Reserve experience, but I like the law enforcement experience more, giving back to the community. And uh, through those 32 years, I've worked all over L.A. County, and I got to the AV in 2015, and I realized that, wow, a lot of people working here in, in the Palmdale and Lancaster stations, they live here. Mm-hmm. They were born and raised here. And it made such a difference on how they engaged the community. It, it really amazing. And, and so that drive to make sure that we have industry out here in the AV, because you know, nobody knows what it is. Oh, that's just big open space up there. And uh, the more we can have industry up here, the more people. We, we're a commuter community, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So many thousands of people jump in their cars. They drive the 14 down to L.A. to work. And then they drive their way back at the end of the day, just go to bed, get up for the next day. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the more industry we can have up here, the more the community will be ga- engaged up here. Mm-hmm. And again, that's gonna uh, it's gonna be a force multiplier, if you will, on improving our community. Absolutely, mm-hmm. they'll have the time to go to the community events. They'll have the time to go to the children's school events. Right, and stuff. That's like an that. that makes a huge difference. I think yeah. that's the biggest problem here and anywhere, but is the parents' yeah. interaction with their kids right now. I mean, even me, like we're two, you know, both me and my husband work, yeah. and. It's like, I'm like, okay, who's picking up Isaac, you know, or something like it's scrambling every day. So I, it's, it'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. It, no, that, that's a conversation I actually just had this morning with Andreas. And, um, he, he, he actually told me this, um, the numbers, he said it's around 20% 
of our revenue is actually going to LA mm -hmm. because people go out there to shop to work. And he's like, that's a huge number. And he said, we need to keep that here, right? Or at least lower that number, like significantly. Yeah. And, you know, government, uh, civil management, if you will, the city management, county management, uh, it, it's a different animal. Not a lot of people look at it. When they think business, they're thinking McDonald's or a university or insurance company. And uh, municipalities and law enforcement is business. You got revenue coming in. You got expenses going out, hiring, right. firing people. You got to manage risk and buy supplies and stuff like that. And and people lose sight of that. Yeah, you need to pay attention to it. it it's a great vocation for those that choose to take it on. Mm -hmm. um, but how they generate their tax revenue out here again in the AV is a little bit different. The majority of it comes from sales tax, and you need to have those businesses to thrive. And part of that, our mission, law enforcement mission, is public safety. But we're a partner of the business community. That's why we get into the chambers of commerce and we work with them. Because companies, when they're looking to relocate, they don't want to go to a place that's got a lot of crime. No, mm -hmm. you're right. Right? They don't want to go to a place that's unsafe to drive. Mm -hmm. Workers need to get to and from work. Right. So it, it's an interesting animal, interesting thing to be learning about and involved with. Mm -hmm. so makes the job exciting. You age out of the chasing, right? right. <laughs> like, oh, well, let me look at the, uh, the spreadsheets there. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, I can't imagine. But I, I love seeing, like, especially on Instagram, I always see like coffee with yeah. a deputy mm -hmm. or something like that. And um, I think that's amazing that you guys take that time to 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 do that. Now, what? How is the turnout for those? They're really good. We we have quite a few people that are are regular. You know, they'll come to a lot of the events. Uh, in Palmdale, we try to move our venues around to, to touch uh, multiple parts of the communities. And, again, knowing that we're a commuter community, most people are have driven, driven to work by 9 o'clock in the morning when we have it. We try to host other events, whether it's Dine with a Deputy or Town Halls and those kinds of events to engage the public. Again, going back to about 80% of the personnel working at the station live up here, right. born and raised up here. And that engagement with the community is different when you are talking to your friends, family, and neighbors. Mm -hmm. And the more you can bring that on, mm -hmm. the more the dialogue's different. You know, because if you meet with a stranger and they ask a question, you're going to get that PC answer. You know, they kind of stiffen up, straighten up, <laughs> and it's like, well, the facts, ma'am, are, right? Yeah. Versus talking to a cousin or an aunt or brother, sister. This is really what happened, right? right? Yeah. And this is how you can be safe. And it makes a big difference. So we try to move it around. Uh, we do get to engage a lot of people. It's an opportunity for them to tell us about an issue or a problem they're faced with. Um, or us to tell them about an issue or a problem that's going on in the community. And, again, these are ways that you can make yourself safe. Right. So, you know, well, first of all, I want to thank you. Because every, every event I go to, I always see you. Uh -oh. Like, uh oh, no, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's a good thing. It's, it's a That's great right. thing, no, because you're you're involved. It shows you're involved, yeah. you know. And I think the first time I ever heard you speak was at the town hall. I not, I even read your post that day because I think um, Sheriff, uh, you know, yeah, I think I, I butcher his name all the time. <laughs> but I know he was supposed to talk, but yeah. you took over because you said you really yeah. wanted to have it. Yes. And I really mm -hmm. enjoyed that conversation. That was my actual first time at a town hall meeting. Okay. So I was really impressed on you, how you handled the crowd today. Like, <laughs> it's really impressive. Um, but I do want to thank you because of your services and uh, you always just being there in the community because I really feel like, and I was talking to you earlier about, you know, how I grew up in the neighborhoods and I kind of got myself out of that. So for you to, um, to, to see you there and, you know, there's, I feel like there's this huge gap between, community and policing, right? And right. we need to shorten that gap. 
because you can't blame the police for everything, right? So when something happens, like I always tell people, like there's always a bad apple in every bunch, right? So just because an incident happens, don't always go say, well, fuck the police. Like, okay, you can't say that. Right, because there's good police, and those are people like we depend on. So, like that's all I just want to thank you, and just for always being out there in the community and just being real. Like I've I've listened to you, and I've watched you with the community, and I I could just tell like you're just a real good guy, and and I appreciate that. I I appreciate that. You're gonna have to send me a link to the show. I'm gonna share it with my wife. (laughs) (laughs) See, see, see. I told you I was a good guy. But, uh, you know, and I, I do go to pl- places when I do speak, and I, I ask for permission to be raw and real because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it doesn't come across as politically correct. And, right. you know, there might be language that's not. Oh, yeah, nice. we don't share you know, a code here. Right? <laughs> when, you, when you put on the uniform, you do represent the department, and, you know, you want to hold yourself to a level of decorum and stuff like that. But life is raw and real and you know and that's what i tell people that's why i don't sugarcoat them because i said life is not so why am i gonna sugarcoat for you right you can't and and so people ask you a question they have an agenda when they ask the question it's like well let me let me cut through all that and and let me tell you the real deal my side Mm -hmm. and we'll meet in the middle if they agree to disagree then that's what we're going to do but we're going to collaborate a lot better if we know where we're coming from yeah right and it's a true thing so a lot of our personnel they they come from different walks of life right and a lot of them uh love to mentor they love to mentor children they want to be involved in that um we do get busy and you don't always get to spend the time at the call when when it's a challenging incident Mm -hmm. right and you got to get on but a lot of them want to circle back hey you know we talked i want to keep this dialogue going um so those public venues are important for us uh, to be able to reach out and touch people. And, and it does change their paradigm because they're talking with people. You know, you have an experience and, and you tell all your friends about it. Hey, this was horrible. The sheriff's department sucks. Mm. And somebody else has a great experience. And I don't know. Mine, mine was wonderful. Right. right. So the more we can get out there and share and, and get past that, that hurdle, uh, the better it is. And people always want to talk the negative, like especially yeah. even reviewing a business. There, it's always they're always quick to be like, "Oh, it sucked," but when it wasn't, when it was great, right. they forget to go back and say, "Oh, it was a great experience." And I think that's why it's so important that you guys do those town meetings and the things so that you guys can bring that positivity back mm-hmm. and 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 get people engaged with you on a different level because it, it is there is a narrative out there that, oh, you know, don't talk to a cop or don't be friends or don't you know. They're not going to, they're going to, you know, do this or do that. And it's like, you got to break that, that perception. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you take a risk when you're vulnerable, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're real with somebody, Mm -hmm. family knows, they grew up with you. So they know all the the foibles in your life, right? (laughs) And to be vulnerable with the public, there's a, there's a bit of a risk and you get stung, you get snake bit, if Mm -hmm. you will, you know, you'll, you'll step back a little bit, but you get, you got to get out there and, and. The relationships will grow because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bring credibility with you, too, and they're willing to do it. No, absolutely. And, you know, so, like, what are, what are some of the programs that you was talking about um, at the town hall? Because I really enjoyed some of those. So we... Um, you said you had, like, six, right? Correct. So we... Community-oriented policing has been around for 34 years. And we talk about it. We train on it. We understand the concepts. But actually putting it into practice is a little more challenging mm-hmm. because you're, you're busy with the calls. And uh, so we have six projects. We call them problem-oriented policing projects that we're doing. 
we're working on. We've actually been working on them for a couple of years. We're having success, but we're going to keep them going because they do touch all areas of life mm-hmm. up here. So we have our parks. You see some graffiti in the parks. You have activity in the parks. Uh, we got crime guns. Crime guns are prolific. Crime guns guns <coughs> in crime, criminal behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different from the argument about the Second Amendment or the right to own a firearm, possess mm-hmm. a firearm. Right. Um, domestic violence, big deal. It's always been with us. The COVID perhaps exacerbated, but it's always been with us. Mm-hmm. Um, our budget motels and hotels, uh, human trafficking is an element of that. Uh, I always have a Rick Perry moment when I go through my <laughs> I, always, <laughs> I, always, I, always, I always forget one, right? Okay. Or, oh, theft and arson, mm-hmm. surprisingly, that's a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then traffic, driving in the AV, right. bit of a challenge. Right. Oh my God. Cause I, I commute every day and I see these, <laughs> you know, and I always tell people, I say all these people that are doing a hundred miles an hour, they're going, they're, they're going somewhere that they hate going. Yeah. Like they hate their jobs. They right. hate their life. You know what I'm saying? They get up late because they don't want to go. Right. But then once they get on the freeway, they're like, Oh shit, I'm late. So it's like, yep. it's like, Oh my God, slow it's down. Like please. 15. I had to be there at eight. Yeah. <laughs> so true. And, you know, I see a lot of this stuff when I'm driving my own car. And, again, my family drives the same streets that I work. Right. And so the the mission to keep it safe is real. And my whole career I've known the AV is horrible for driving. I mean, Mm -hmm. the number of fatal crashes that we have here. Just this morning, I was like, oh, my God. Every day I feel like I wake up to an AV scanner's at fatality. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, I know one of the reasons because it's the long road. Everybody thinks they can just go. It's they, they get on the 14 freeway, you know, they're doing freeway speed. They get off. Our streets are long and narrow by definition. You know, when I first, when I first moved out here, um, um, I I was in studio city working and I had to come out here to sign my mortgage papers. Uh And I was like, I was in the middle of a show and I was late and I had to come and they was like, you got to come today. So I came out here, right? And and I was speeding. I was on a a 14. Yeah, I was honest. Uh, And I got put him now. No, I I got put. I got, I paid for my ticket. (laughs) I got put over. And what's crazy is the highway patrol man was like, you know, I told him what I was doing out here. I was like, I just bought a house. I'm signing my mortgage papers, whatever. And he was like, oh, just to let you know, he is like, we typically don't pull people over unless they're doing over 80 because we understand it's a high, high traffic freeway. Like it's a high speed freeway. And I was like, really? I was like, should you really be telling me this? <laughs> I can go up to 80. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's, that's I don't a think problem. I yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I've had plenty of opportunities to meet the fine CHP officers working in the Antelope Valley. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Mm, on the side of the road. They're great people. No, they are. And, they I, are. and I'm not, like, like, dismissing what they're doing or whatever, but I just thought that was funny he told me. I think that. he missed the point that I get pulled over, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> he didn't get that. I was yeah, okay. like, but, girl, you know who I am? You know, yeah. <laughs> When, when when I talk to people and they're, they're coming up to AVE, they're going to do business, I say, look, if you're on the 14 freeway and you're not doing 80, you're in the way. Yes. Please move over to the right. Yeah. Right? But it's real. Uh, people do drive in, in that community. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to have the, the traffic on the freeway stop yes. because of a wreck, a disabled vehicle, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Again, they get off on our residential streets, our business streets. And they forget that they're in a resident. It's long and yeah. it's straight. <laughs> and it's like, hey, I've already been driving for an hour. Right. I need, I need to I get need home. Get Dinner's on the table, school activities taking place, whatever, and they keep driving mm-hmm. fast. That's where our crashes come from, speed yeah. and fair deal. Fair yield means you're in a rush, right? right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's a big problem. But then, you know, we have the, the street takeover type of stuff, street racing yeah. stuff that does take place. I haven't seen that too. I've been seeing that so much, and it's like, 
And like, it, like whenever I'm like at a red, like the other day I was at BJ's in, in the mall area and this guy, and it was late, like 1130, I was just leaving and this guy just hauled ass. Like he, he was at one of the stop signs and he just took off. And I'm like, dude, people are crossing the street here. Like, and families, I'm like, what are you thinking? Um, that is a horrible part of the job. And you got to go tell somebody their beloved's not going home. Right. They're not coming home. You know, whether it's, it's a shooting, whether it's, they had a medical emergency, whether it's a traffic collision, the, the impact is the same. Yeah. Right. The, the traffic deaths, they're senseless. They, they can be controlled. They can be yeah. prevented. Right. And so, uh, to address that issue, you know, we're doing the education or getting the messaging out to the public. You got to slow down. Wear your seatbelt, slow down. The, that three, four, mm-hmm. ten seconds that you're saving. Yep. It's not worth the life. Oh, I tell people that all the time. Like, yeah. you cutting in and out of traffic. I said, you're not going nowhere. He tells me yeah. that. Yeah. I'm like, you're not going nowhere. Exactly. We're going to get to the same place oh at the same time. Yeah. You know, I got somebody coming up my exhaust pipe. They're flashing their lights. They want me to get out of the way in my personal car. Yeah. I was like, did you get you in your cop car? That's yeah. balls right yeah. there. And then you see them at the next stoplight. You know, it's like, really, baby? Really? <laughs> hey, I'm going to be honest. The other day, I flashed a, uh, a sheriff department in yeah. Santa Clarita. I ain't lying. Oh, I did. Because he did, I'm going to be honest, he did something stupid. I was, mm. And I flashed. I was like, dude, why would you do that? Like, he cut over like four lanes. He, his lights was nothing wasn't on. Yeah. Just to get off the, the road. I was like, and he, he, I forgot what kind of sheriff truck. He wasn't in like a regular patrol car. Yeah. Like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, I flashed. I flashed. <laughs> that, that part I don't like because sometimes sheriffs or cops be putting on their lights just to do something. To get like to a restaurant. Hey, I see that with LAPD all the time, the motorcycle <laughs> like, cops. I'm like, you ain't going on no I call. I want my lights. Yeah. <laughs> I want yeah. lights. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does happen. You know, there's a lot of times that we 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 authorize to drive with the license sirens. It's a risk management thing. We need to know that you're doing that. We usually clear the air, wait for you to get there, and then we'll say, okay, the, the airway's clear. We can deal with the rest of the radio traffic. So it's, it's important. And, and there's times, there's calls you got to get to that haven't been authorized to drive with the lights and sirens. That, and that's stressful on the mm-hmm. on the deputy, mm-hmm. on the policeman, because you know where you got to go and you know why you got to be there. Mm-hmm. It's just not rising the level of that emergency driving. Right. right. So that that's tough to do. And what we find is a lot of people will stop right in front of you. The, num- the lanes are numbered, one, two, three, four, right, mm-hmm. from left to right. And so they'll be in that number one lane, the fast lane. And when lights and sirens are on behind you, you need to move over to the right yeah. and stop, right? This is driver's head, which they don't have anymore in school. you got to go and mm-hmm. hire a company to train you to they drive. They need to right? do it again. Yes, they do. So, you know, you're driving with your lights and sirens, and somebody stops right in front of you. And you can't go around the right, right. of them. Because if they said, oh, I remember my training. Let me get over. Oh, no. right? now they're, they're if you get the pulling over part, they just stop. Exactly. <laughs> and then all so lanes are blocked, and you're like, where am I supposed to go? Yeah, so that just makes it that much tougher, yeah. right, as, as you're responding. But there are times that, well, we'll do some gymnastics on the roadway because we've got to get someplace. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's not to eat, but eh, sometimes, you know, you're rushing. Yeah. Uh, you're trying to fit a meal in and, and get to the other calls. But right. uh, the, for the traffic stuff, we're trying to educate get the message out what the dangers are of driving mm-hmm. and then we also developed out here in the av the antelope valley traffic safety task force and, and we'll do some operations we'll do speed enforcement we'll do dui enforcement and it just it's an opportunity to educate the public mm-hmm. uh, but it's alarming what we're finding we do some of these speed operations on on the roadways those are like the speed checks or the sort right? of, yep, yeah. yep, okay. yep, you know so we'll have uh cp officers and deputies from lancaster and palmdale and they'll go to some of the highly ticketed, high-speed enforcement mm-hmm. areas. Uh, Avenue M is a good example. We've fixed Mother's Like, Sarah Highway. 
and they'll do it just for a couple hours just to get attention. Mm-hmm. 85 tickets in three hours. That's crazy. Right? Speeds of like 80, 85 miles an hour. Right? And, and most people, you turn the lights on, they pull over and say, oh, yeah. You know, over time, I noticed my speed went up and up and up and up, and I find myself doing Mach 1 <laughs> as I'm driving. They get pulled over and say, like, yeah, today's my day, you know. I, I, I knew I needed to slow down. Right. Thank you very much for the ticket because you reminded me I got to slow down. So, and we've had a lot of crashes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like the aerospace, around the aerospace. Workers run into each other because they're racing to get to work. Right. It's a sad thing. Uh, so the education, that's a, that's a big thing for us, uh, just trying to um, remind people. Yeah. They know. Slow down. Drive safe. That type of stuff. I think it's sad that they pulled out so many programs in school, though, like the driver's ed or just, mm-hmm. like, you know, regular, like, home ec and, you know, mechanics. Like, these kids, man, like, and we were talking about this before, is that I feel like, you know, what are their opportunities? Mm-hmm. They should have some skill set before they graduate, yeah. not wait till they graduate and, like, okay, now what I want to do. Exactly. And that's what I think it leads to other things like crime and mm-hmm. homelessness and all this other stuff that we could have prevented our community is a, a, an amazing community, and, and we're in a great season right now because the aerospace industry has come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The opportunity for kids to graduate high school and go get a job where they don't need to necessarily go to a vocational school or go to college, they can still do it, and they could still provide for a family, mm-hmm. right? A lot of our parents are, are now having to chase their kids across the country, right, because the grandkids, they're, they're, they're chasing mm-hmm. the grandkids. The, the job opportunities, uh, we're in South Carolina, North mm-hmm. Carolina, Texas, Alabama, you know. Oh, yeah. And we need that industry here. Um, but the city, uh, the city of Palmdale is a great partner, but they're thinking ahead, and they want to bring that industry here. Uh, industry, a career, is one that comes with a retirement plan, not a tip right. jar, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, to be able to have a, a vocation post high school is great. And you're right. You don't necessarily have to go to a four-year university mm-hmm. to take that on. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to need the people that know how to do construction, that know how to do maintenance, Absolutely. whether it's uh, the trades, right? right? And uh, fantastic opportunities. So there's a lot of mentors out there that want to bridge that gap yeah. uh, with the kids. I want my son, I mean, he's a uh, sophomore, and I, I keep telling him, like, I don't necessarily need you to know what you want to do when you grow up because I don't even think I know <laughs> yet. And I'm, you know, an adult. Um, I'm always trying new things, and it excites me, you know. Like, I love doing something new and learning something new, but I told him I need you to have some type of plan, you know, like what interests you. And just go try it. If you don't like it, cool, try something else. Like, right. that's not – I don't care. I don't believe in failure like that. But I would. I even told him about um, under the boosters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our uh, yeah, I even told him about that. Or there was the the ones for the boulevard where like it's like um, I forget the name of it now, but where they kind of just donate their volunteer their time, and and learn how different business operate. I was like, you need to do that. Like you need to get out there, and and I think that's so important for our youth. Like I'm scared for my son. <laughs> like, you know, like I want it's different now. I want you to have the opportunities that. Every kid deserves that. Right. Uh, social media, it's it can be a negative, but it can also be a positive because you, right. can, ex- you can get exposed to the world mm-hmm. from your phone, um, and those are great opportunities. The military, sheriff's yeah. department, all great opportunities uh, to experience something. And I, I think adults now, 
they're having on average three careers before they retire. Yeah. You know, because they'll do something. They'll eh, done you should that. do what do you love. Else. I mean, we always right. preach that. Yeah, do absolutely. what you're passionate about. Absolutely. It's yeah. not a job. It's not work. Right. It's not. Yeah. So another project that we take on is domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Because that's a big deal. Again, a lot of it comes down to uh, education, mm-hmm. right? We do a disservice. We adults, parents, do a disservice, you know, because we read fairy tales to our children, mm-hmm. right? The fairy tale says, hey. Happily hey, ever after. Exactly. <laughs> You're going to face that one little bubble. You get past that one little bubble, and it's happy happiness ever after, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not true. That's not a real relationship. Right. And we don't <laughs> Um, guys are horrible. <laughs> we are. They, you know, we are. I've been saying this, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just taking you to church right now. I'm taking you to church. Okay, come with me. Amen. Um, <laughs> so, women, you know, when they when they say when they decide to get married, you know, the women are in, in all the magazines. They got all the resources. Oh, mm. Red Book, Cosmopolitan, all that stuff. Hey, How to save your marriage? Yeah. Here's, here's what a relationship. This is how you know you're in true love, and this mm. da 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 da. And guys, you know, we just look nothing. at you. No, we look at you. Hey, bro, I'm getting married. Yeah. Great. Let's go party. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're sure? <laughs> you sure. And then the relationships, it hits the sour patch. You're going to get divorced. Again, women are talking to their friends. This is how you rebound. Da, 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 da. Guys, hey, I'm getting divorced. Great. Let's party. <laughs> right? Right. And, and it's terrible. Told you. <laughs> yeah. I told you not to get married. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's. You guys you know, have no one to talk to. That's yeah. that's what it boils down to because you can have arguments. It's okay to argue. A lot of times, that's how you that's healthy. Out what your values are, mm-hmm. what your principles are as a family, and that's what the family's job is to do: is instill in their children the values and principles of life. You know, once they fly the coop, you can trust that they're on the straight and narrow because they understand what your principles and values are. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be comfortable knowing I did my job right? So a lot of the calls we go to, people are arguing. It hasn't risen to the level of violence. Violence is a problem. So you you talked about that at the town hall because you was talking about uh, 988. So I I have a good friend of mine who's a a doctor and she works uh, on this huge program that they're doing right now about 918. She's even, like she's in Santa Clarita area, but she's actually... 918 or 988? 988. Did I say 918? I thought you said, I don't know. 988, yeah. Uh, But anyway, so she's expanding that program out here and throughout the whole LA County. Uh, Like she works closely with your department. Uh, But you kind of touched on that at the town hall saying at what point, like you want people for like domestic violence call 988, but at what point do you call 911? Well, that, again, a lot of times we get called because they're concerned about their safety. Right. You know, the, the couple, one, one may get violent, and, and they're truly worried about their mm. life and their health or family pets that are in the home. They want us there for the safety. I, I need right. to breathe because if he's breathing, he's thinking, and he's not violent. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so once the safety is ensured, then they come back to, you know, I want to keep the relationship. I want it to be good. And so that's where some of the resources that we've instituted come into play. We've got a clergy connect program with the with the city that some of the local pastors will do ride-alongs with us, and they can see it firsthand what goes on in mm-hmm. in the chaos of the violence, right, of the argument, and they're better able to coach or mentor awesome. or guide. Because um, when they come in a couple days later, if they're coming in for counseling, everything's good. It's like, oh, we don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. We're good. We don't need to talk to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, you do. The wall goes right yeah. there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and so when uh, personal safety is at stake, that's when they're calling us, mm-hmm. and they want peace, right? Uh, but 
what couples need to do is they need to have those conversations. How do we argue? First off, how do we argue without it rising to violence? Right. And then you set the ground rules. Uh, what are we doing? What are we doing financially? Are we both going to work? Is one going to work? Having kids. Yeah. What do we do with jobs? Mm-hmm. You know, if if uh, a job opportunity comes up in Chicago and the family lives here, what do we do? Right. You know, do we move or do we say uh, pick another career? You know, stay local. So yeah. So I know, like I say, you you talk more about um, you you would prefer people to call nine eight eight, right? Because it, it opens up more That's time for right. you guys to get on the more violent calls. A lot of what that is about is the mental health. Okay, so mental health. People, right. people that are in a mental health crisis, and um, that's where it's about. You know, our our deputies are good about de-escalating mm-hmm. and and taking people to those resources when they need mental health care, and, and that impacts a lot of the calls that we go right. to. Uh, but they're not psychologists, right? Right, and they're not there to prescribe medication. They're not there to say, "Hey, your problem is this." Right. And I'm pretty sure those calls last longer. Oh, yeah. So your deputy is there yeah. longer than where he yeah. really needs to be. And and usually you'll have more people there too. Yeah. More of the deputies will be there because you got to make sure it stays safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then with all those people, you know, you're stuck on that. You can't send a car over to another call. Right. But do you believe that domestic violence kind of um, develops through like mental health it's issues because of uh, its family trauma? Like, for example, I, you know, I've had experience with domestic violence for many like in two of my previous relationships I for like 10 years straight mm-hmm. it was because I was I had dealt with I had so many childhood traumas that I didn't realize was affecting my decisions to stay or leave yeah. so like the, had there been a mental health or therapy or something in place for people maybe the education would have been you know what I mean so right. like it does start with your mental health and, and you know your what you perceive yourself as it's a chain Right, mm-hmm. it's a change. And they teach your kids the same thing. They see it, mm-hmm. right? And it goes back to we read our kids fairy tales, yeah. right? Well, the guys they want to be a hero. They, mm-hmm. they want to save the damsel in distress, right? And and that may not be the best relationship for them, yeah. right? Um, and, but then again, you see that, and uh, you can talk about the love languages and and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Again, can you dialogue about this before you get into that relationship? Before you get committed, because you determine whether or not this is good for me or not uh but then people do see it if that's what they grew up in that's what they experienced that's what they kind of it's normal to them right and they'll go from one relationship to another that's violent right Mm -hmm. until they have that awakening and say oh you know i can be good to me you know this is what i expect in my life and let me get that well you know i always say that because i always talk about um the family system like as a as a child, we're all part of the the we system. So whatever your mom, your dad, your uncles, your aunties, whoever's in your environment, you're growing up under their values and everything and what they know, right? right. Until you become an adult and you're supposed to now turn into the I system, learn your own values. Because what if you're in a, situ- a family situation where their values is not really like all that great? Which we know, you know, some families are they're dysfunctional, right? I think we all have mm-hmm. a part of a dysfunctional family. Uh, but when you get to an adult, you're supposed to be turned into that I system. But a lot of adults are still in that we system. They never became the I system and learned on their own what's right, what's wrong, and how they're really supposed to, you know, interact with other people. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, th- th- that is such a profound truth, right, that how do we get that out there? Yeah. Well, if more people knew about it, there'd be more harmony in the world. Right. I think it's becoming more relevant, though, now, especially with, you know, the pandemic and stuff and being mental health not being, like, this taboo topic. Yeah. Um, you know, it's becoming more like, no, I need, and it's kind of 
kind of went to the extreme where people were like, no, I'm having anxiety. I can't work. Right. Or I can't. Now it's like, okay, y'all, like we still got to serve. We got to still be adults here, you know, yeah. but it, like it's to the extreme. Now everyone's like, I'm having a mental health day or right. it's yeah. about me today. You know, I get that. Like there are self love and we do need to take time for that. But I think it's just like, there's just, there needs to be this common ground that we all need to understand that, you know, we're all just trying to do our best out here. God damn. <laughs> it's it, crazy. You're speaking the truth. And, and again, it comes back to talking. Yeah. Right. And saying, look, if, if we're going to be a team and we're going to work on this business, right, mm -hmm. here's what we need to do. Mm -hmm. Here's, here's how we get there. You know, are you as committed as I am to do this? Goes back to the family, goes back to the school environment. You know, so it's a, it's a little pod in so many areas of our lives. And if, if you know how to dialogue and say, look, these are the ground rules, this is what we're going to do. You know, sky falls, we'll figure it out right. in the yeah. middle of the disaster. But beyond that, here, here's where we're going. Mm -hmm. you know, we can agree to change direction as we move along. Well, and it's, it's not about taking accountability and respons mm -hmm. you know, responsibility for your actions. Like, I, I was just talking to um, Andreas earlier about this. Like, every, everything, where we at in our lives today is from a choice that we made. Right. right? And we got to... Accept that responsibility. It's no one else's fault. Like, people sit there and blame people all day long. Like, they blame the police on everything. That's like, no, it's like, you got to, what was your part in it? Yeah. You know, it's like, you got to take responsibility for your actions. Right. Right. And I think people have a hard time doing that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hard time. Right. It's so hard. But, but we kind of make it easy for them to do that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then when you do try to hold them accountable, it just makes it that much more challenging. Oh, yeah. Right. But it, you know, when you come into a relationship and, and something's not going right, and if you start off with, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big part of this. I goofed this up. If people will open their ears and they'll listen to you. Mm -hmm. You know, some will say, yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. You know, others will say, well, you know, my part of it, it is It takes this. so much maturity, though. Sure. And sure. then, you know, your parents aren't, I always thought my parents knew everything when I was growing up. I was like, well, I listen to my parents, you know, anybody in authority, I was like, oh, okay they're just as fucked up as I am. So I'm like, and I tell my kids that now, I was like, hey, don't look at me like I'm this perfect example. I don't have all the answers. I'm still trying to figure life out. I'm just telling you as I'm, what I'm learning is you need to just follow your passion, mm -hmm. be a good person, do the right thing. You know, there's things that you're going to mess up and it's okay. You're not, a like, you're not a horrible person if you fail. Like, just get your ass back up and try again. So, like, there's things that I'm learning, but I literally was in this fairy tale that my parents knew everything. They had it all together. Everything they said was right. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, <clears throat> nope. True. <laughs> you know, and that, just that that knowledge, that awakening, it can be traumatic. It can. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it can. I had to forgive, you know. My yeah. mom is in heaven, but I was like, I forgive you. I know you didn't have it all together. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? Like, so, and, and I've talked about this before on the show. So, like, my mother was murdered at five months old, right? And I don't think I've ever said, told people, like, how. But she, and I, I think I'm going to say it now on, my, on the show. It, it was from my dad. And he was a LAPD detective from the Rampart Division. So, like, even when, like, that whole Black Lives Matter thing started off with, you know, the cop kneeling on the guy's uh, neck, you know, everybody was saying, you know, fuck the police, defund the police, blah, blah, blah. Like, I could e I could have easily, at a young age, said, you know what, join that and say, fuck the police. I hate the police because of what he did to my mom, right? right. But I didn't. I have several family members that's in law enforcement. So I know law enforcement, is a, they're good people. Yeah, and like I was saying earlier on the show, they're there's human. there's yeah. a bad apple in every, every bunch, right? But right. you can't blame one incident on the whole organization. Right. You just can't. And, and no matter what situation it is. Right. And I think people need to understand that. And, you know, and that's why I wanted you on the show today, because I've met you a few times. And I was like, I got to have him on the show because we need to 
like shrink, shrink that gap. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, we need to have, again, healthy conversations. Right. So I, I needed to have you on the show so we can talk about that because I, I'm, I lived that, yeah. you know, um, I could, how I was talking to you earlier, my life could have easily turned differently, right. but it was something in me when I was younger that was like, no, you know, what? that's not right. And I'm not going to blame a whole organization because of one person's actions. Mm-hmm. Just not going to do that. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and again, we're, we're all from the human race. Right. And, uh, you know, one of the, the easiest things in life for people to do is say no. Yeah. Right. I need help. No. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've experienced it. I've gone to places. I've needed something. And it's like, no. And it's like, wow, you know, this is within your power to help me. And you're just saying no. Mm-hmm. It's easier because just to deny. Yeah. Right. And that's frustrating. You know, when I came on the job, I, I loved this job so much that I thought everybody needed to be a deputy sheriff. I thought it was just the coolest thing. I thought, <laughs> man, this is awesome. You, you need to be a deputy. You need to be a deputy, right? And then as I moved around and, and got more experience, it's, I quickly realized mm, it's not for everybody. Because yeah. there's a lot of trauma, drama that you experience. Mm-hmm. And it's heavy. And, and it can mess you up, right? But you've all, you're also bringing your life uh, experiences with you to that. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it doesn't work for everybody. Right. Yeah. Not everybody fits that one mold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the mosaic of the nation, the city, is, is more beautiful with differences. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's a great thing. So uh, it's not a calling for everybody, but then not everybody views the job the same way or gives the same passion to the job. Right. So uh, if you form an opinion based on that one experience, you, you miss it. Yeah, right. we and but we do it. It's a human. Be, yeah, it's natural it's to do a, it, yeah. but yeah. it's good that you rose above it, and we're like, no, right. like we're all human, you yeah. know. So, and and that's where if you do have a bad experience, we've got systems in places mm-hmm. that you hey call the watch commander, tell right. the watch commander hey you know I had a bad experience, I got pulled over, it wasn't good, or I called somebody to come to my house and it, you know it just didn't go well, right. you know, can we talk it out? And, and we do those kinds of and, things. And, and, and also, this goes back to what I was just saying about taking a, you know, responsibility for yeah. your actions. Like, even like, like I said, when all that stuff was happening, right? Like, I was really watching, and I know some people are going to disagree with me with this, but I was watching one incident where um, this uh, guy was on the sidewalk talking, yelling at, uh, I forgot what uh, law enforcement it was, but they was arguing, whatever. They was trying to get him into custody for whatever reason. I forgot the reason. But he ran. And then ran into his car and reached for something, and they shot him. So, and again, I know it's going to be a lot of political talk about this, but my whole thing is, why'd you run? Why'd you not just now give them a reason? So take responsibilities for your actions. Don't just say, oh, the police shot another black guy. No, look what he did. Like, put yourself in their situation. What would you have done? Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's a split second. Like, you don't know what he's reaching for. So I, people don't look at things from a different perspective and be like, okay, let's really take this step by step and look at what really happened. Well, there's yeah. so much to that, though. I mean, I was just watching, don't judge me, the De- Jeffrey Dahmer thing. <laughs> I was like, I was so mad at Mike. My husband's his name is Mike Tim. I was like, why did you have me watch this? Like, now I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, the injustice. I was so mad. <laughs> but like, that's, that's, that's hard. Like, mm-hmm. you're raised in the type of mindset where... Mm-hmm. Like, if you're of a person of color, sometimes you are treated injusticely, right? right? Yes, I get that. And at the same time, I'd be like, I don't want to go to jail. Like, what if they try to frame me for something? You know, in in that type of mindset, in that in some people's um, communities, education is not available. And so they're right. just going off of what their parents and their experience with things, right? So maybe him 
I don't know. He was like, I'm not going to jail, so I'll do whatever I got to do. Where it's different, right? So right. me, I'd be like, I didn't just what do I need to do. Like I didn't do anything. I'm explaining. I'm not. I'm not afraid to talk to you. Right. I don't know other people's experience. I am so oblivious and naive. My father was black. My stepfather. But he didn't educate me on racism. He didn't educate me on what he went through as challenges and tribulations as a as a, as a colored you know a person of color. And I I I don't experience it. I I never have really truly experienced racism, even though I'm Hispanic. I've always felt accepted. Um, very seldom that I've ever like that was weird. And everyone's like, that's because you're Mexican. I'm like, no, it's not. I never really understood it, but I could understand why. Someone might make decisions. No, it, and it, that's why. It, I feel like a lot of that was because maybe in his mind was uh -huh. like, if they arrest me, I'm going to jail right. and I'm never getting out. I could understand someone making a decision. The education is what we need. We need to be educated. I, I try now to be educated in, in all aspects of that because I was like, I never understood what it how what people are going through. And it, I was so oblivious. And it, I was so mad you know at what? myself for that. You're, no, you're right, and, and I know you want to touch on this because you're 100% right. It's what we were talking about earlier about people being um, just kind of uh, locked in their own environment, right. right? And if they've never been outside of their environment, that's all they know. That's all they live. So, it's yeah, like he, got, he got a, mode. survival mode. Exactly. Yeah. So I get that. I totally understand. And, and I, I'm not trying to dismiss. No, I'm not to dismiss that. Too. Like I, why you you chose to go in your car and right. reach for something. That was your action that caused someone else to react. Right. And so it's it's just so fucked up because you yeah. can't. It's like a double-edged sword. Can't, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you talk about bridging the gap, and a lot of times it's education and having those conversations. Uh, you know, if they understand law enforcement, the goal is to make it safe. Right. You know, let's, let's make everything safe right now so we can talk. It's chaotic. You don't know. Did you call us? No. Somebody else called us. So you don't know why we're there. Right. We know that we're responding to a call or we saw something that required. So we want it to be safe. People running away. That's not safe, yeah. right? So we've got to restore control. Sometimes that requires force. We've had people get arrested, you know, and they're in the jail cell, and we're talking to them, and they're going, wait a minute. The only reason I'm in jail is because I ran? Yep. yep. If you would have stopped, we would have been able to talk to you. We would have been able to clear it up yeah. right there. You'd have away. No problem, no, no harm, no foul. Yeah. You know, you get pulled over for speeding or whatever. If we have a conversation and you say, hmm, you know, I realize. I cry. New car. That's good. I cry. I'm laugh. so sorry. Please don't. Make them laugh. I'm so sorry. Make them laugh. The secret is make them laugh. Make them laugh. You know, because you deal with enough stress. If you can make them laugh, you'll yeah. Um But again, they, 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 the, the fear of, hey, why did you stop me? Yeah. Right? And, and that argument is taking place instead of let's make it safe. Mm -hmm. if, if you can say, hey, I got a new car. Didn't realize it, it'll accelerate like that. Whatever, whatever. Have a nice day. Slow down. Pay attention. No ticket, right? Mm. Read, the, that, read your manual. Possible. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but then on our side, too, do we have that cultural experience mm -hmm. of the life? Hey, that person's going to run away because they're really afraid to go to jail. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they've been told all their life, if, if a law enforcement officer contacts you, you're going to jail. Right. You know, and then you're done. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. And if you understand that, it's like, well, I see that behavior. I know what that is. I need to make it safe for that person too, right? And that means talking. That's more. so much weight on your guys' shoulder, though. But and it's quick. It is you like know, you have to be quick on your yeah. thought process to know the difference of situations. So bridging that gap yeah. is 
critical and mm-hmm. we do it through dialogue the more engagement we have the more opportunities we reach out you know some of the populations hardest to get a hold of are the kids yeah is the young population mm-hmm. it is. and uh so we do try to do youth events we got a, a youth summit going on right now and uh, again it's just talking to them and letting them understand you know i, I was talking to a, a gang member because i told you i, I grew kind of in the hood and, and you know i still go back every now and then just to have conversations with people and you know they're, they're proud of me from getting out and I, you know I, I try to check in on people every now and then that i grew up with but i was having a conversation with somebody and i actually asked them you know will will there ever be a day where we can get this gang thing under control and it was, it was a female and she was like actually no because there's so much blood that was spilled it's those roots go so deep i don't think i believe that but i, I don't know what's your opinion on that like do you think we can get that under control because it's just so much violence that it's unnecessary yeah the, the tragedy is we're living in a fallen world mm-hmm. you know it, it's human right. and when the enticement is there for money Kind of hard to say. I mean, people can sit back and have have the conversation. What are you fighting over? Right. You know, here you you got this block. You don't own the home. I say that all the time. I say <laughs> you rent the home. What are you fighting yeah. for? We have nations that will fight over Ooh. countries. Right. And and, and um, that's right. You know, they it say is. it's a national security. That's why we're in, at war. Mm. Uh, but you're telling me it's it's neighborhood security, and that's why you're at war. Somebody yeah. walking through. Right. Uh, there's there's illegal money, illicit money. It's fast. It's plentiful, more than most people see. That's the avenue sometimes they choose to take. Mm-hmm. And if the opportunity is there to do it some other way, you know, would they choose it? it? Behavioral economics, it's a real deal. Yeah. People will operate in their own self-interest. It's primal. Yeah. You know, and how do you impact that? True. Yeah. Oh, hopefully it, it, it at least die down a little bit. Yeah, and we, we have seasons, you yeah, know, it, yeah. it ebbs and it flows and uh, things get good. I think inflation has definitely affected that though, right? Like, oh yeah, I mean, it, it gas, oh my God, like I went to, this <laughs> sucks, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I can't imagine if I was a single mom back, you know, on the day and yeah. I, I was, I can imagine being that now, like the struggle. Right, and um, a lot of people want utopia, Utopia doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're talking people, right? You got to deal with people, and as a result, the the fairy tale is not real. Right. So you you gotta uh, you gotta do what's right, right? You right. Have a level playing field, have businesses that, that can exist and thrive, mm-hmm. not these artificial favoritism. I mean, there's so many things that it touches, right? And mm-hmm. you know, we're just here to keep the peace and. Have everybody get along, play along. So another, I want to kind of know we're going to run out of time in a little bit, and I want to be respectful for your time, but I want to tup, touch on a couple of things real quick. <laughs> so uh, one of your programs is about guns. Mm-hmm. So this is just my opinion. Uh-oh. So any, <laughs> because well, I want to be clear, like this is only my opinion, because I could be wrong, right? Uh-huh. But whenever there is a, a, a school shooting, right, which those are really <laughs> unfortunate, people always go to... They start yelling out gun control. My thing is, isn't this a mental health thing? Like, why are they grabbing a gun? Like, let's talk. Let's have that conversation and fix that. Because if we can fix that, then we won't have to talk about gun control. Because I do believe everybody why has is the right. Random people that you off. Like, I mean, that what is that fixing? Like, that's the mental. 
Right. Shit right but they're always yelling out gun control, right. gun control. It's like, it's they not had gun control. To guns and maybe the parents aren't as responsible. I mean, that I don't agree because I think, you know, we should be able to have our own protection. Right. If you're in sane mind, right. you know, and you're not. But And so the, the, the issue of the crime guns is different from the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Right. right. There's a mission and purpose for the Second Amendment, which is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally, personally, Ron Schaefer, personally, uh, feel that everybody. That can legally own a gun, responsible, which are the right, should have a gun, right? It's it's a right yeah. in the nation. It's part of what keeps us free mm-hmm. as a nation. Uh, now, you advance it forward to this issue of people picking up firearms and going into schools and shooting things or up. anywhere. That's bad, right. right? But there are systems in place that we're supposed to be able to find those people. Uh, we're supposed to detect them and and prevent them from doing those bad things. And they truly are awful. And we had one. In Palmdale. Mm-hmm. And um, again, why the person chose to act out that way, they're trying to get attention. When there's an incident, you worry about the copycat. The mm-hmm. person that picked it up say, hey, this is how you get infamous. Not famous, infamous. Mm-hmm. You know, you go out, hey, I got a problem. I'm going to go shoot people. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah. Gun control isn't the answer because they'll find right. another method. Look at Europe. They got a lot of gun control there. You got people picking up knives and using trucks right. and, you know, driving into. Farmers markets and stuff like that. They're, they're and, and that's why I hate when the media highlights just the gun control. Because, like you said, right. no, it, it, it's not just guns. People are stabbing people. They're using bombs. They're right. using cars, it's vehicles now health. to go into crowds. It's like right. it's not gun control. Right. It's mental health. It's You're mental right. health. Right. Yeah. If exactly. that was the primary focus, I think a lot of our issues, even gang issues, yeah. would be not eliminated. Because I don't think that's, a, a, I don't want to say it's a possibility, but like that's just not like realistic, right? Because there's just imperfection and, and whatever, but I think mental health would make a huge change. Right. And it's people listening, right? Because uh, uh, homicides and suicides do not happen in a moment. In other words, that person didn't pick up the rifle, go to the school, mm. shoot, right? They're, they're tells. They, they tell people, they mention it, they say something, mm-hmm. and you've got to be in tune to that. And when you're in tune to that, then call the authorities or mm-hmm. find a way to get help. Doesn't it lead back, though, to the same circle of, like, Let's say, you know, I'm struggling and I'm talking, but you're dealing with your life. You've got your own challenges and issues. You've got your life, your own challenges. And I'm talking, but y'all are in your own world. It's to deal with it. So you're dealing with mental health. You're dealing with mental health. I'm dealing with mental health, but no one's listening to me. And I go and go crazy. Right. It's nobody's fault, but I was maybe trying to talk to people. So I, I just honestly, I truly believe it goes right back to mental health. It yeah. does, yeah. You're right. And now, you know, we, we deal seriously with these threats. You know, when mm-hmm. they come up, um, people mention it to us. Hey, heard my son heard uh, students talking and making that statement. Um, don't come to school. I'm going to shoot it up tomorrow. Type of thing, and they they think it's a joke. But mm-hmm. that statement, uh, uh, threats about schools, violence at schools, that's like mentioning a bomb on a plane. Now, yeah. it's it, that's not that's not, not humor funny. material, yeah. right? And a lot of resources get devoted to looking into it, identifying who said that. Where I feel that? like every week though, there's a school that's locked down. You know, my son's yeah. school got locked down. I, I was like, that's it. You're going to home study. But that's not the answer either. But it's so scary. Like, we were at, I mean, you know that. I went to the Friends and Family, uh, Friends and Lovers concert in yeah. Vegas. And they had that scare. Yeah. And we ran for our life. And I'm like, still, I still have PTSD, by the way. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, my God. Um, but and we got injured. I mean, my husband's leg got squished into the fence, yeah. like from trying to run because like this mass like tra- stampede came and it was yeah. crazy. And it ended up just being like a not a stabbing or a, somebody was with a gun, but I mean a knife. Yeah. It wasn't even a shooting, but like 
just someone saying live active shooter caused right. 5,000 yeah. people yeah. to run and that yeah. was trampling people and that was scary for, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's just ridiculous how yes that is yeah. now. And, you know, that's not something to joke about. We, we work with the schools to get that message out to the student bodies because you, you, you find the child, you mm -hmm. find the student, and it's like, oh, it's just trying to be funny. It's like, right. oh, you don't know what you put in motion. Yeah. And we're usually finding them at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, waking them up. It's like, what's this all about? And do they go, do they have to, do they get fined or anything? Yeah, there's, there's reporting. Yeah. There's other things that we do about it, yeah. But like, like you said, uh, and I, I tell people this all the time, like, no one wakes up in the morning and just because, say, you know what, I'm going to be an asshole today. Like, it comes from somewhere, right? And, and that's where it, I always preach healthy conversations. Like, if someone's being an asshole, I always say, well, let's talk about it. Like, because I want to find out where that comes from. Because now, now I can deal with you differently. It's just a, a, a different dialogue now, different conversation, right? Better conversation. Because now I understand why you are the way you are. Right. Now I know how to approach it. Yeah, exactly. Again, very profound. Um, it goes back to talking. Yeah, it's and, always and conversation. Many times people aren't willing to take that time. Because right. it does take time. It, it takes a lot of energy. It does. To, you know, again, be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And say, mm, that, that doesn't sit right with me. You know, can we fix this? And if it's not something fixable, can I work with it? And then you move forward, mm -hmm. so. So an another thing I wanted to just talk on, um, because Diana and I are both directors with the uh, AV Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and, you know, we obviously, you know, work with businesses, local businesses, and all businesses, really, and we work closely with the department. I know you're a big advocate of that. Um, what, what are some of the things that, you know, we can do as just business owners, like, to help with the community and the policing? It's, it's helping to spread the word. Mm -hmm. You know, you have different events. Uh, um, I, I used to work at another location. Uh, it was called the Business Alliance Program, and it was a liaison between the city, the department, the businesses. So when crime trends came up that affected the businesses, be able to put it out whether it was a geographical issue, like this neighborhood is getting it, or this industry is getting it, mm -hmm. and share that information. Uh, the businesses are wonderful out here. They're very supportive. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have different community events and stuff like that. They'll support it, whether it's financially or resources, um, you know, water, food all those kinds of different things. Um, whenever we have events, we, we have different car shows or we'll have uh, uh, just different public uh, venues. We try to bring vendors out here. It's a chance to showcase the city, the businesses that are there, mm -hmm. uh, the nonprofits that, uh, that operate in the community. It's great to have them out there because we want family-friendly events. Yeah. Right. Again, we know we're a commuter society. They're spending all that time away from the family. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to host uh, an event that's adult-only? Right, that makes sense, yeah. You know, bring bring the family. That's why I love our car shows. You know, mm -hmm. the kids are out there having a good time, mom and dad, you know, if they're car enthusiasts, or they just want to see what's out there, and they want to be together and get some good food and, and things like that. It's awesome to do. I love that you guys support that, too. And I know we just had DJ Craig on, and he does a lot of your guys' events. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, wonderful. So it's great to have that tight-knit community mm -hmm. feeling. Right, right. And, and again, is it an opportunity for the business to showcase um, what they do, what their wares are, and... And a lot of guys, a lot of nonprofits too, mm -hmm. uh, that are working. There's a there. lot out here too. I and just started realizing that working with the chamber, I'm like, you know, I I help assist them with the Instagram, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's just like so yeah. many things went on. I had no clue. What was really fascinating is last year the city Palmdale put on a, a wellness lab, and it uh, you you got uh, you completed it. it was it was like a collegiate program, several months long, 
and you completed it when you got earned a uh, certificate in applied positive psychology. And a lot of the, fir- the first continuum involved a lot of the nonprofits. And they got in the room and they were talking and they go, oh, I didn't realize you're here. I didn't realize mm-hmm. this is the area I work in or you're a supportive agency for what I do. It's great to be able to collaborate. Right. So uh, they realized very quickly, there's a lot of us out here. We don't communicate. We don't know who else is Medicare. working in our space. Yeah. And, and that was really cool. And, and that's why it's important for, you know, people to kind of, you know, attend our luncheons. Like you, you're always there. And, you know, because like I said before, we, we work hand in hand. We work as a team. And, it, and it's our responsibility to be the example with the community because it is our community. And it, it's going to start with us, the business owners, the law enforcement, right. you know, to make this community better. Right. But, um, the fascinating thing, again, about Palmdale, I'm always doing commercials for Palmdale. <laughs> <laughs> they, they pay Palm the rent. City. Yeah, they pay the rent, right? <laughs> so, um, we'll be uh, sure to tag them. That's right. But they, um, you know, they just uh, created their general plan for 2045 mm-hmm. they're looking 2025 years into the future right. what do we want our community to look like and how do we get there in the interim and when they started building and doing the workshops and and people were saying hey we need more homeless shelters we need more mental health i'm going time out are we still going to have homelessness and mental health in 2045 oh, yeah. or are we going to have solved that problem by then you know that's the goal right. Let, let's slough off the, the bad stuff let's grow the good stuff Bring those industries out here again that will help us to thrive. Right. We have a we have a billion dollar blank canvas here in the AV. Yeah. All the vacant land. We can shape this community to be what we want it to exactly. be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's where we need to be working and moving. I love that. I love yeah, that too. Very much so. Because there's there's just needs to be more things out here. And like you said, for families. I mean, my biggest right. thing is like we don't have like a drive-in theater. We don't have yep. uh, the roller skating anymore. There's so many things that we have to physically drive. Right. out of the area for when we should have it here. And I know that somebody said there was a roller skating rink here. And I'm like, what happened? Like, wh- yeah. why aren't we doing that, you know? Right, and, right. and just kind of having more maybe security uh, or something that to make sure that we keep the bad out. Right. But I feel like if we had more opportunities for our youth, then they wouldn't need to do things that they shouldn't be doing. They'd be distracted. <laughs> you, hit on a, you hit on a topic that's, that's a, uh, a hot topic. You know, throughout society with our current deal, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to complain about that one guy. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's this one guy doing to make our community less safe? Yeah. Whether it's his ideals about uh, judicial reform, law enforcement reform, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I say, yeah, okay, you know, those policies could be bad. We'll figure it out. We'll find out. We'll know mm-hmm. when his tenure is done or whatever the case may be. But what we're experiencing right now is people, individual people are choosing to make bad decisions. Right. Right. It's not a mistake. It's intentional. Yeah. And, and they're coming back and doing it again because of those policies. Mm-hmm. Right. How do we fix that? It comes down to that behavioral economics I mentioned. People are saying, I need to go and steal that stuff because it works for me. Mm-hmm. doesn't work for everybody else. Everybody else has to pay that cost. Right. How do we change that mindset? How do we make it so that me being a good citizen, a good resident, go get a job, mm-hmm. pay for what I want. Right, spend the time with the family. It feels much things. better. Trust me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know it's more rewarding. It <laughs> you know, it, it, again, you feel like it's, okay. It's primal. Yeah, right? yeah. You have success. I it's like ooh, <laughs> exactly. You know. Yeah. So it's very cool. This program, the businesses that are out here, mm. they're a big part of that. You know, it's tough. It's tough to be an entrepreneur. 
Oh, God. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That meme on there? Uh, it was like, I quit my 9 to 5 to work 24-7, and I yeah. love it. Like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm dead. But again, yeah. how's that bit depicted in the movies? You know, they've got the same uh, bad rap that we do. That it's it's all cool. You're going around in a private traveling. Jet. Yeah. I got the live money in my yeah. account. I wish. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you know, if it was a party, right? No, 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 no. Work's got to get something done somehow, yeah. some way. But I can't tell you how like how exciting it is to to do your own business and when someone books you or you know because I yeah. do event planning. When someone books me, like literally, we do happy dances. Like oh my god, you know, yeah. like it's exciting and and. He, he just feels so like man like all that those crazy hours yeah. it, it it doesn't even it doesn't matter at that point you just feel rewarded like wow someone exactly. like trusts me like me mm. oh my god you know like literally <laughs> i feel that we all time like really you want to hire me okay yeah. <laughs> cool <laughs> you can't you can't get that right. in a drug no. uh, you know you can't get that by uh violating somebody else mm. you know it's it's magical and it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. I truly appreciate the entrepreneurs. They're the, they're the heroes of the economy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get invited back. <laughs> oh, absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, no, because uh, like I was telling um, oh, shoot, Jacqueline mm-hmm. from uh, You Are Enough Foundation. Oh yeah. Like I was just telling her, like you know, uh, I think I even told you this at the one of the places I saw you at. That <laughs> we just we didn't have these conversations all the time, like not just once a year or whatever. Right. Like we need to continue to have right. these conversations. So no, I would love to have you on, like you know, however long, you know, once a month, once every other month, just to because it's all about commu- again going back to communication. You know, because um, I have a platform, Diane has a platform, and the more, you know, we get out there and the more we talk about it, the more people that's, you know, ears is on it, it's, it's going to be better for the whole community. And I it, love it, that you're on the, the, with the chamber, though. I mean, you know, and you come to the luncheons and stuff, yeah. and we have our mixer coming up. I hope that you can attend to that, too. It's, yeah. I think, the 18th? No, the 21st. Ooh. <laughs> Anyways, it's I'm at HT Fitness with Jessica. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. the twenty first because yeah. no, um, the eighteenth is our uh, meeting. Okay, so the twenty first. Yeah. But like, I love that you get involved because you know we're always trying to take pictures and everything and post and it, even especially on social media. Like, it needs to be like we are a we are a family. We are a community mm-hmm. community, and it's okay. You know, like we all work together, and, and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, inspire oh, the dialogue. Inspire the inspire the conversation. Mm-hmm. Because y'all are a lot of fun. Yeah. I pl- I do a lot of weddings for uh-huh. yeah, the sheriffs and stuff, and you guys are so much yeah. fun. Like oh, yeah. I, I heard you guys be out there boogieing. Yeah. Some do. Some they do, do some <laughs> good dance, and I was like, look oh, at yeah. y'all get down. And like, whenever the guys was a groomsman, so rehearsal, he had to take off because he got a call, and I was like, uh, you know, I'm trying to plan a yeah. wedding here, but it was cool like to see a different side because, you know, yeah. it, there's a narrative, and I'm yeah. like, Y'all are just regular people. I love it. Like, it made me feel so good to start working, you yeah. know, closer no, with the families great. and stuff yeah. like that. It, you know, the, it, it's kind of a shock. And, it, and again, <laughs> it'll, it'll cause people to, to engage more. It'll change that paradigm. It's that, right, it's that yeah. flash, right? It's like, I thought he was a jerk, but no, no. Jerks don't act like that. No. So yeah. yeah. And then you get to see a different side yeah. of, of people. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, like, I feel like re- like relative. Like, I can relate to you. Which is nice, and then that changes that whole that, that whole wall goes down. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're people. Yeah, yeah people just like everybody. <laughs> like not a robot. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, you know we've we've got a, we experience things, we see things, we see things are very traumatic, 
you know, and in order to function, sometimes you got to suppress that. It goes somewhere. You well, know? You're not above the, the, Oh no. you know, like you, you probably, you know, you've gone through family things, I'm sure, you know, and you're married, right? You're, I'm sure you've had marriage, you know, issues. No sure. one's perfect. So, like, to know that it's it's people don't realize that. Like, you're just like us. You just yeah. you chose to be a public figure and help out the community. And that's the only, like, that's a difference. Exactly. And, again, it goes back to uh, Sir Robert Peel in 1820, mm-hmm. 1829. He came up with the principles of, of uh, law enforcement, what it is. Uh, the public is the police and the police are the public. Law enforcement is just paid full-time to do the work. Mm-hmm. Everybody's responsible for public safety. Everybody's got a piece right. of it. I think we forget people. that. Yeah. We do forget that. I mean, we, we, put it, we put so much on you guys, but it, it, like I was saying earlier, it's our community, so exactly. we're a part of that. Like, right. so say we have to Say something. We have to take, again, responsibility for our actions and do our part. Right. That's how we're going to be successful. Love building the bridge, love talking to the community, uh, you know, dragging the deputies out. Yeah. It, it's a learned behavior, if you will, right. you know, to feel comfortable and to uh, suspend your, your wall, yeah. mm-hmm. right? To, to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and, and engage because you, you've got a lot of great people out here. Well, you know, uh, real quick, uh, I know I said I was going to end this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much to talk about. The nightlife out here, because something that she she touched on earlier. Right. You no, know, it's great that you know we do a lot of family stuff, but uh, but the nightlife life out here, um, because I know and so again, I like to go adults only. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> a lot of times, um, you know, it's a couple of things like you know, everybody that goes to LA, right, right. to do nightlife out there, right. they're drinking, right, and then they got to come home. So that's that's another safety issue, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's also a safety issue out here where a lot of businesses. Um, you know, don't want to partake in the nightlife because of the problems that it brings. Right. Like what? What? I, I mean, mean, there's a bad, there's a bad rep here. And it is a bad rep. Unfortunately, um, you know, because I we do karaoke a lot, mm-hmm. and it's 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 hard because sometimes places aren't, you yeah, know, safe. And and see, that's what the the businesses have to take into account. That's why you find there's not a lot out here mm-hmm. uh, in L.A. Hollywood. They figured out a system, and, and they've made it work. And as a result, people are attracted to it that want that event. Right. And it, and it makes it hard out here to do that. Again, it comes down to individual choice. You know, because if people would be responsible, for the most part, we're drinking, right? Because they, they Uber. Yeah, they get the liquid courage, and then all of a sudden they just or act more a security. Fool. I think places yeah. they consider really getting that security under wraps so that yeah. those people that do want to make bad decisions aren't even allowed even into the parking lot at right. this point. Right. And I think that's the difference with LA mm-hmm. is that you like there's so much law enforcement just everywhere that they're like, oh heck no, I ain't trying to do that right there because I always you know, there's always a security, there's always this. And they shut it down so quickly. I think here people have more opportunities to to do that and a lot of businesses can't afford to pay for security right. so it mm-hmm. becomes an issue and yeah. it's just i mean i have friends that were like oh we're going out we're not staying here and i'm like yeah. damn <laughs> that yeah. means one of us can't mm-hmm. drink you know yeah. <laughs> which yeah. one is it you know and, you know so like um, so dj craigie c made a good point uh when he was t- we was talking to him last week because uh, he he runs schooners um mm-hmm. in lancaster so he made a great point to say you know what he keeps his parking lot very lit the most important thing that he said that I love so much is he said he knows he know him and his security knows how to communicate yeah. with the people. Right. Like so if they sense something's going on, he knows how to go over there and de escalate it and say, Hey, you know what? Today's not a good night. 
let's shut it down tonight so we can have a better tomorrow. Right. Like that made so much sense. It's like yeah. it's it's opposed to going up to somebody, get out, get out of here, get like right. you know, saying now you're escalating. Yeah. And now you're pissed right. off. Especially they're a already drunk pissed person off. Yeah. Or someone that maybe is on drugs, you know, you know um, how they're gonna react. And then he said his cameras, he has cameras everywhere, yeah. you know. So I think those three things are, are important because I was even at a, a I, I'm always out, like she said, we do carry a lot, but I, I go out a, a lot more, um, and I visit a lot of more established more that didn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I visit more establishments than Diana do probably. Um, just because I support people and I have a lot of friends that always wants me to go places. And I'm like, all right. But I do try to leave, I'm gonna be honest with you. I do try to get out of there by like 12 30, 1 o'clock. Because I know after one one o'clock, yeah. that's when the crazy start kicking in. And I don't, yeah. don't want to be around. Right. right. But um as far as like law enforcement, like going to some of these places, like you know, everybody know one thirty, two o'clock, they're about to shut down. Right. Do you guys have something in place where you guys like go and like just got to do a drive by to let people know like, hey, we're right here? We do. And we do patrol checks. Uh, it just depends on the volume of calls, things that are going on. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like a wait night. for a call versus just a right. regular schedule to be there. Right. Yeah. You know, so we cruise by. And again, you try to work with the businesses ahead of time. Uh, some of the things you talk about, it's, it's called crime prevention through environmental design. Mm -hmm. How do you get access into a location? Is it lit? Or can yeah. more people look and see what's going on and alert to a problem? You know, uh, those kinds of things. Um, so we try to work with the businesses ahead of time. And then it reduces that footprint of us mm -hmm. needing to be there. Because they can take control of it. What's well, like educating them, like what they need to have in place in order for things not to happen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And again, it becomes part of the business model. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have mm -hmm. your patio burned down because somebody acted a fool, knocked over a heater, you're either going to say, it's not for me, or how do I manage that risk and mm -hmm. keep that from happening, right? And it goes into bringing your people on so that they're well-trained to de-escalate and make mm -hmm. the problems go away. Right. I mean, I, w I would like to see the nightlife out here, you know, with less problems because I, I don't think like because uh, a lot of my friends are saying, well, we just going to go to L.A. But it's like well, we all like to drink like that's dangerous. Like no one wants to be leaving a club at one thirty two in the morning in L.A. and got to drive all the way out here to the, right. to the A.V. Like it's right. a 45, good 45 minute drive. And that's that's just dangerous. Or get a room. I quickly did the math. That's kind of fast. <laughs> 45 minutes, I know. LA, that's about an hour, Mike. <laughs> I'm not going to say nothing. Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> Pays me an hour and a half, sir. Well, not, not, not LA, LA. You know what? Every time. But you're making a great point, yeah. right? And you might sound like Oh, okay. Uh, I, I go back to some of the places that I've been, and I'm out with people, and it's like it's a race to get drunk. Right. Hey, I've already had three drinks. We've been here 15 minutes. What are you doing? Right. Are you here to entertain and social? Or are you here just to... Yeah, it goes back know. to mental health and how we're dealing with life. Yes. <laughs> yes. I had somebody call me last week. Day. I had somebody call me last week. She called me at 6.30 in the evening. She's like, I'm already drunk. I was like, are you serious right now? She's like, yeah. yes. Five o'clock somewhere. And I was like, I haven't even left the house yet. Yeah. That was funny. That was fun. And so, yeah. you know, some people that, that go out and, and they treat the, the entertainment that way, eh, there's something else going on. Yeah, you know, and is. if you can fix that. Because aren't we together? Because we haven't been able to check up with each other for a mm -hmm. while. And we're going to have fun. And, and How do am I supposed to talk to you if you're drunk? Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, are you going to remember what we said? Are you going to remember what you mm -hmm. promised me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Those kinds of things, right? Yeah. So uh, some of that needs to be fixed, too. Yeah. Right. Does. But yeah, it you're does. right. It'd be nice to have again local activities that people can mm -hmm. be engaged in because yeah. you won't you won't be out until three in the morning when you got to yeah. get up and go do stuff the next day. Yeah. 
I think, and then I think feel like I do feel like we should have more like like you said security, but also having yeah. like that presence of like Ubers just waiting for oh, you. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and have those announcements. Hey guys, if you had a little too much drink, make sure you take that Uber out there. Yeah. Or maybe like I know there was some. There was one place out here that actually paid for the Uber. Mm. Um, I forget what time that was, but during it was like a moment. Like yeah. I don't think it was after COVID or during COVID, but like they actually paid if they felt that they were too much. Like here, just do this. And, and again, the businesses take that all as model. You know, if you're coming and, and you're going to over drink and get in a crash, it, that's bad for us, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So that becomes part of the business model. But the apps are out there. Um, there is no excuse now to drink and drive because the options are so plentiful out there. Uh, some locations have actually gotten the little uh, alcohol screening devices, you know, the ones you blow yeah. into. Oh, yeah. They'll tell you. you know, you oh, Ruben has one of those in there. Yeah, so you, you blow in that thing. There's like, the mm, bartenders are pretty, I mean, yeah. they should be on that too. Sure. Like, oh, maybe some water this time. Yeah. And, and they get training mm-hmm. uh, on what to watch for and so that they don't overserve. I feel like out here, though, especially with, like, the economy, a lot of people come, like, they pregame it. So they already come already at a certain level, and then, you know, it's hard to, yeah. especially when you got a packed place, it's hard to kind of know, like, oh, you seem a little off already. Like, so I get it. There's a lot of issues that need to be addressed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's all part of the conversation. <laughs> and, and no, it, it is. I, I've seen, I've, and I'm not going to, like, say no names of businesses because I support a lot of businesses out here, but I've, I've seen some stuff in some of these restaurants that I was like, it's, it's a money thing for them. Yeah. Like oh, it's yeah. like they don't even care. It's like, yeah. are you serious right now? So. That's sad. Yeah. But you have some of the the bigger venues down in in the basin, you know, mm-hmm. and they they have problems. Yeah, and, and they know they have problems. Mm-hmm. You know, people are waking up the next day and it's like, mm, I think I was violated, right? right. And, and so that's an issue they got to deal with because. They become liable too. Mm-hmm. You know, the last place I remember is this. And you know, a, a lot of businesses don't know that if I leave your establishment drunk and now I cause a fatality down the street, the business is responsible. You're responsible. Yeah, they, they get looped in. Yes. Yeah. Who are they going to? Are they going to you that has no money, the driver, or are they going to go to the business? The business has yeah, got money, right? right. They're going to put blame, right? They always yeah. want to put blame. So they'll backtrack it. Mm-hmm. And again, that's what alarms some of the businesses. It would be great to have nightlife because it is uh, an element out here that's nice to do every once in a while. Some people more often than That's others. that loop, though, that we were talking about. Like, literally, like, you have a business, something happens, that business goes away, there's no nightlife. People are driving to L.A., right. driving. It's like, right. there's right. just, this, like, pattern we have to fix. Yeah, absolutely. Well... That's it for her. That's it. You probably have to go do some fun stuff now. (laughs) Thank you, Captain Ron Schaefer. We truly, truly appreciate it. Um, Definitely want you back on again. Great opportunity to look forward to coming back. Andre, thank you again. Wish everybody the best. Yeah. Any any last words for us, for the community, or just have a great day? You know, be careful. Drink water. Slow down. There you go. And uh, see you next time. You heard it for your captain, y'all. All All right, we out of here.